0: This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 1030 a.m. and 230 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Been doing a number of uh, lessons over the art of war, this uh this book, the original writings were by Sun Tzu. He's an old uh, Chinese military leader back a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away ancient history. He was a great military leader, and one of his teachings, it says, so in the military, knowing the other and knowing oneself in 100 battles, no danger. Not knowing the other and knowing oneself, one victory for one loss. Not knowing the other and not knowing oneself in every battle, certain defeat. I've taken a, an approach to these, uh, that particular writing and applying it to us as Christians. I've done two previous lessons before this one one was to know yourself, and one was to know your enemy. And I added one to that, and that's to know your terrain. And this is a huge can of worms that just explodes, because no two instances that you have in life are going to be the same. No two conflicts, no two problems that you face as a Christian, are they going to be the same. And the thing is, is that what I face in my own life and the struggles that I have are not your struggles. They might not be the same thing that you face day in and day out. And so, it, it just explodes. There's, there's no one answer, but at the same time, there is one answer, and that's the Word of God. And that's what we all must use if we are to survive this war, this battle that we fight every day in this broken world as Christians, if we want to have a home in heaven. We're going to start with Ephesians chapter 6, verses number 11 through 12. It says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This armor is very important because it's going to be what keeps you alive. The word of God is going to be what keeps you alive. Once as you become a Christian and you obey the gospel plan of salvation, you have a fight. And that first fight is to truly and most utterly destroy that old man. That is your first battle. And I will tell you that I don't know for how many years I've been a Christian exactly, but it's still a battle. That old man creeps in whenever I get weak, whenever I get challenged, And you have to wake up every day and say, I'm going to live my life for the Lord and do His will and not mine. And do His will and not mine. And do His will and not mine. And on and on and on. Because the way Matt wants to do it is the easy road. Matt wants to mount a lazy boy on the front of a bass boat and spend his weekends whenever it's not 100 degrees and just... Disappear from people, disappear into my own little comfort zone, and be left alone. Because I don't like y'all. I mean, I don't like people. Sorry but that. <laughs> Got to have this armor. The devil's strong. This world is strong. I mean, look, look at society today and look what they stand for. Look what the normal American stands for. And you're going to face that without armor? Let me ask you that most of us here have children, or had you had children at one time. Uh, at what age are you, would you say that your child's okay and you're just going to chunk them out into the world, and, hey, you're good to go, brother. You're good to go, son. you're good to go, daughter. There you go. At what age would you just let them go whenever they're fully prepared? Whenever you think you have taught them, the world doesn't see that this, that way. They don't, they don't prepare their children, their grandchildren, for the world. And once as they hit that magical age of whatever it is, go to college, I guess 18, you hit 17, 18, you're ready. You're old enough. You're going to let them face that without any armor? Really? you might as well go ahead and punch their ticket to hell if you're going to do that, if you're not going to prepare them. Putting on that whole armor is not just putting on your armor, but it's also putting on your children's armor and teaching them in the way that they should go. And hopefully, whenever they are old, they will not depart from it. So we're going to look at the art of war and knowing your terrain And what we must do to prepare for this battle, this battle of life, because, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but there's some of us in here that might not have to fight this battle very long. I mean, are you guaranteed tomorrow? How well have you been fighting? How well have you been fighting to be a soldier of Christ? Are you just a bystander? First John chapter 2, verse number 15 through 17, it says, Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he who doth the will of God abideth forever. a lot of distractions out there there's no room to be distracted to get complacent and pull you down how many brothers and sisters in Christ can you think of just off the top of your head real quick that have obeyed the gospel and have fallen right back into the world I'm thinking of one in particular that is not here today. They're not here because the world has given them a bad road to hoe, I guess, is how I've heard it put. That come from an old boy that grew up on a cotton farm. He said, you know, he said, me and my sister went out there to hoe cotton. He said, every single time, I got the one that had every single weed that you can imagine. And my sister had like two weeds, and she'd be back at the house in about ten minutes. You know, we're all not given a fair shake. We're all given different, different problems. But one of the problems that we all have is this world. This world is a problem for Christians. Since the fall of man, has been a problem. Problems that you must overcome as a Christian. need to stay focused. James 1, 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Now everybody in here, I believe everybody, just about has played some kind of sporting event of one kind or another. I've always wanted to take up Curling. I saw a guy curl. I think he weighed probably about 350 pounds. I was like that. If that's the kind of shape I need to be in, that is the sport I want to play. Big old fella on the ice, just curling, you know, throwing a rock down ice. That's my how well do you, can you play a sport if you got something else on your mind? Whenever you got the world just, you know, stuff going on in your life and you're supposed to be focused on this team event or this you know, single event. How well can you play that game whenever you're distracted? More than likely you can't. I mean, you can't give it your all because you're not there mentally. The same thing with being a Christian. A double-minded man, he's got one foot in Christianity and one foot in the world and he's trying trying to ride the fence. Good way to split your anglers. First Thessalonians five verse five through six says, "You are, you ye, ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober." First Peter, first Peter five eight. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You've got to have your head on a swivel. And it's not just for yourself. I mean, you take priority, but it's for those that are around about you. That person that's sitting to your right and to your left. Are you being watchful? I had a sergeant back whenever I was uh, many years ago, a lot younger than I am now. He'd wake us up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and we'd go eat supper and then we'd start getting our gear ready to go out on missions and we'd stay out until the sun came up doing whatever we was asked of us. And It never failed. Every time, that I mean we were tired, wore out, day in and day out. And he'd he wake us up. He said get up. He said you can sleep whenever you're dead. You can sleep whenever you're dead. How much time is wasted not doing the will of God in your life. Whenever I get home from work, I like to sit down in my chair. Where the air conditioner is blowing at 70 something. I still have time to work. There's still time. The sun's going to be up for another three or four hours at least. Are you using your time wisely? Are you staying vigilant? No, Can you all see that as good as I can? This is a topographical map. The blue is a river or creek, whatever you want to call it, running through the middle of it. You see these dark spots? That's where the elevation just drops off. This is the map that we used in the military for land navigation, because uh, you couldn't always rely on technology or satellites to get you where you wanted to go. Something would always break. But I want you to Picture this and and you're going through life. Let's say me and Braun and Travis and Jack as a family are going through life and we're going down this dark valley. Things in our life aren't going good. In a perfect world, I would we as a family would go to our elders. This is a high spot. We'd go to our elders, and I would talk to them about the situation that we were going through. And one of them, either one of them, would have overwatch of my life. While well, I went through these troubling times. This is, of course, in a perfect world. So I'd put him right here on this high spot, and he'd be able to see the path that I needed to travel to get through this dark valley. He'd be my oversight. He'd be my eyes. He'd be able to see what lies before me. And at the same time, I get one of my good buddies. I put them back over here on this high spot. They be watching my six. They make sure I kept going forward and not start going backwards. From his oversight and my elders' oversight, I got a dead spot back here in this valley. He's not going to be able to see, and it's not going to, I'm not going to be able to see it. I'm going to get ambushed right there. Unless I get somebody else up here to watch this when they flank me from both sides and I'm dead. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a good friend, someone that I can trust, that truly does love me and cares for my soul as much as I do his. I'm going to put him on that other high spot, and he's going to have my nine o'clock. another good brother and sister in Christ. They're going to be able to see what's through their left in that valley, and then they're also going to be able to see what's on the other side of the creek or the river, and they're going to be able to tell me what's going on over there so I don't get ambushed by the devil. In a perfect world, that would happen day in and day out. Anytime any of us went through hard times, through temptations, we'd have brothers and sisters in Christ, who helped us get through these dark times and these dark valleys. We don't always know what these dark valleys look like. Something that's in your life, it it could be anything. Trouble with loved ones, friends, family, death, sickness, you name it. Whatever it is, you have to get through it. Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. We have to be there for one another to get them through these hard times. If not, they're not going to make it. Me personally, I I honestly do like everybody that's in this building. That was a joke at the beginning of the lesson. I do. And I want to make it to heaven so I can see all of y'all. Now, I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but that's how I feel. So I'm going to need y'all's help. Y'all are going to be not my, need my help at one point in time or another. Because sin is real. How many friends, how many family members do you have that have not obeyed the gospel? That's another... See, another variable you got to throw in there. They're going through that valley right now. Are you helping them? Are you trying your best to get them to heaven? How much time do you have? Grandma's in her 90s. She's, she's still got time to work. Jack's 13. He's still got a lot of time to work. How much time do you have? Make the best of it. Make the best of your time. Galatians 6, 1-2 says, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Are ye bearing the burdens of your brothers? Are you helping them? Matthew 22, verse number 36 through 39, it says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You love your neighbor enough to get them through that valley. And it's going to take all of us. Like I said, you're going to have a person up here on these high spots on the Overwatch. Somebody who's strong in the faith, get them there. Who's watching their six? I mean, yeah, on that top, it looks flat, but they can still get to you. While you're focusing on helping somebody else, who's watching your six? Who's that person that you can turn to that's always there? That's the person that you need that's behind you. Like I said, this, it snowballs. Life just, it just, it just snowballs. It's just one problem right after another, isn't it? It's, it's people that you know that don't have God in their life, and they come to you and asking you for help. And you just want to grab them, and you want to shake them, and you want to punch them, and hit them, and say, you need Jesus, right? But we can't do that. It did say with meekness on that last slide, didn't it? Meekness, I think meekness was in. Okay, so that don't hit them. Let's, let's, let's not forcefully baptize them. That has been done in the past. Not here. I don't know what your terrain looks like today. I don't know the the struggles that you're having. I don't know. I, well, I, I say I, I do too know. I know some of them. I know some of these struggles. And I pray for you. But if there's something here that you would like help with in your walk as a Christian, that's what we're here for. We're here to help one another. You cannot make it through that valley by yourself. It has not been done. You go to anybody that has been a Christian long enough and ask them, did you do it on your own? They're going to tell you no. Every single person will tell you no. If they say yes, they're lying to you. But first and foremost, you cannot do it without Jesus Christ. Cannot. Because without him, that's all you got is that dark valley. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com. Or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.